Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are here for another week of Concierge Confidential. So, thank you so much for everybody listening to last week's episode where we talked with my dad, uh, and then also if you catched uh, Last Night in Vegas, where we ended up going to... Where do we go to? Oh yeah, Pier 17, which is over at the Caesars Palace. So that was a great episode to sort of catch up and see what's going on in town. I'm really excited about being, you know, one of the, you know, first few people that went in. When I say first few, it's been open for like three weeks. But either way, I'm really excited that I was able to check that out. And of course, checking it out on um, Instagram and our uh, TikTok. Uh, Really love you guys checking in on it. It's really awesome. So um, anyways, we're moving on. So this week, uh, I'm going to focus on uh, something that's coming up for my brother and his friends who are in their mid-30s. So this is kind of like our sweet spot of ages. And it's a couple's trip. So this is a couple's trip to Las Vegas where it's going to be a group of people uh, and obviously their partners. Uh, Some of them married, some of them just dating. Um, either way, a couple strip. So this is specifically for couples. Uh, so uh, I'm actually wanting to sort of break down what couple strips can be like in Las Vegas. And I know it can be very, very stressful just because you have a lot of people to, you know, please. Not everybody's going to be, you know, on the same page. It's hard enough to come to Vegas as a couple in general. So having to do it for a couple and other couples, uh, it's it's just, it can be madness sometimes. So um, I kind of wanted to outline that uh, in this particular episode and do like a little quick Las Santa Vegas with Wakuda, which I just did a reel for that that came out on Monday. And I'm just... I just love that place so much, and I just really wanted to sort of give you a little talk of how the night went. Uh, not a full Last Night in Vegas episode, but just like a little check-in. So um, this is going to be this week's podcast episode, which is Couples Trips to Las Vegas. And that'll be coming up next. Hey, everybody. This is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, let's dive into it. So I did go to Wakuda again uh, last Wednesday. No, I went on Saturday. So I actually went out on a weekend, which is very, very rare. For those of you that have been listening to the pod for quite a while, you're going to understand that I typically go out on like Wednesdays, which are great nights to go out and just sort of, you know, just walk up to the bar and have a drink, kind of check out the evening. And uh, it's not too, too crazy, but I still get, you know, really good, you know, videos of the restaurants and the bars and it's not too, too wild, but uh, I went out on a Saturday, which was a fight night, which fight nights in Vegas. I could do a whole episode on fight nights, which I do want to do that coming up um, maybe sometime in May. That'd be a good thing to do is a fight night. But uh, fight nights, just so you know, for people who work in Las Vegas are not the f- most fun 
events to work. It's very, very busy. It's a lot of testosterone going around, and it just it's a, it's it's really, really crazy. So, um, fight nights can be, especially for boxing, pretty, pretty wild. But anyway, so I went out. I went over to uh, the Palazzo and went over to Akuda, which really has become my one of my favorite restaurants in Las Vegas. It just has that modern flair of Las Vegas that I just love. It just it just feels sexy and dark and just you know like modern and like the kids would say hip but just really just is cool place to be so when I went to Wakuda the cool thing about Wakuda is they do keep your information because every time that you do go uh, they do ask for a phone number because they have to like put you on a wait list for the most part which doesn't take very long because it's usually just for me just one person but they have you in the system which is nice because when you come back and you, you know, put yourself in the system again, uh, they will you'll pop up. They'll say, yeah, hello, Mr. Ortega. Thank you so much for, you know, coming back. Welcome back, which it's a, it's a little things. I know it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's sort of fabricated, but it's it's nice. It's nice to have that. It just feels good. It's sort of old Vegasy, which is nice. Uh, and then uh, I had, who did I have help me? Um, I believe Kim is her name. Um, yeah, Kim. So Kim was the hostess that actually helped me out that when I got there. And it was kind of funny because she actually follows me on Instagram. So that was actually fantastic. And it was great from the start, which is always, you know, a good way to start sort of the evening. So anyway, so I walked back to Wakuda into the lounge area, which is typically where I end up, you know, I end up hanging out anyways. So as I get to the back, it's her name's Kimmy, by the way. Kimmy. Yes, I'm looking at my Instagram as we're doing this, but her name's Kimmy. So I want to say thanks to Kimmy for helping me out when uh, I came to Akuda last. So um, I went over there. They, I was, again, I wasn't planning on filming anything. And then I ended up getting like an old fashioned. And honestly, everybody, if you are going to, if you're a big cocktail person, you really want, you know, craft made cocktails. Wakuda is the place you want to go to just because they make fantastic cocktails just how you like it they have a large whiskey menu which is great for me a lot of sake a lot of Japanese whiskeys which are you know unique but they can make any drink that you want at this bar and the lounge is so cool it's very dark very intimate great for couples actually uh, they have a DJ on the inside it's just a really really cool spot so highly highly recommend Wakuda for drinks their menu is awesome they have a fantastic sushi menu they have good cooked items like i had the ibirico pork when i went last but i do want to try the sushi next time i go even though i'm not a sushi person but this place is just so good the guy I was sitting next to who was here for a convention um he was like yeah this is probably like the best sushi in town he said the only one that might match that or even be better is uh morimoto which for those of you that are you know know who chef morimoto is from iron chef he is known for his sushi making abilities. So uh, really, really fantastic. But just everything in this place is awesome. So just wanted to give a shout out also to Johnny, the bartender, as well as Natalie, the bartender, who really, you know, did a, went out of their way to make a fantastic experience for me last time I was at Wakuda. So remember, Wakuda, check it out. So anyways, moving on to our topic today, which is couples trips to Las Vegas. I know they can be really fun. They can be very stressful. And uh, I'm here to sort of help you out with it. So uh, they keep telling me, am I ready for when they come? Which is always funny when people say, am I ready? The thing is, is that you're the one coming on vacation. I'm just hanging out here because it's, you know, Tuesday. But anyways, uh, they're coming to town and they've always asked me lots of questions and kind of things to do. And they haven't been too, you know, on it uh, this time in terms of asking me, you know, things to do because 
Uh, I've been kind of busy with doing this stuff, and uh, it gets a little stressful sometimes. Uh, not going to lie. But anyways, so these are a couple of things that I want you to know. Um, if you're going to be planning a couple's trip to Las Vegas, whether it's for you and another couple, or if it's for a group, like maybe four, you know, four or five couples, that's just, whew, that's a lot of people. But these are a couple little notes that you should note, you know, when planning a couple's trip to Las Vegas. Number one, this is the most important one, is just be understanding of everybody's budgets. Not everybody is in the same budget range, which, you know, that'd be cool. But, you know, everybody has sort of a different number in their head that they're willing to spend. And it's never nice to pressure somebody into having to stay at certain hotels if they can't, you know, if they're not, you know, budgeted for it. And again, it's just not nice. Try to find a place that works for everybody. So... Just know that just because you guys said, okay, we're going to be here Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if you can uh, and if you want to you and you really want to have sort of that elevated stay for at least one night, you can always choose to stay a day or a day after. So the day before the group gets there or the day after the group gets there. And you can stay at your own hotel. You can sort of, you know, go all out for that one night uh, in terms of, you know, places to stay. For example, like if you wanted to stay at like the Bellagio or the Cosmopolitan or the Wynn, those places are really hard to stay at for like four days unless, you know, you're making, you know, triple figures essentially or six figures, triple figures. Um, they're really hard to stay for extended periods of time because you're looking at, you know, three, four hundred dollars a night times four nights. Uh, that's, that's a lot. So one of those nights may maybe be like a Thursday or a Monday which are usually kind of like off days, which is, you know, which is pretty cool. Uh, those are good times to sort of stay at those hotels and maybe have a special like night with your spouse or your partner and plan it that way. And then you can move over to like the more like, you know, budget friendly hotels, uh, which again, there's a lot of really good ones. So if I had to throw out some hotels that would be great for groups, uh, great group hotels would be places like Park MGM. They have lots of room types. They do have suites, but they also have very approachable, affordable rooms. Uh, another good option would be places like Paris, which is a great center strip property. Um, I've been told the Cromwell is kind of good, but I haven't been there, so I wouldn't recommend that sort of off the top of my head. But other places that can be good options to stay at. Uh, MGM Grand is actually a good option for groups just because, again, they have lots of room types, so everybody can be in the same hotel, but they do have different types of suites. They do have different standard rooms that you can stay in and a very wide-ranging number of budgets for everybody. So it kind of is a win-win for everybody. So really what we're looking for is lots of room types. So again, MGM Grand is a good one. Uh, Park MGM, which is across the street from MGM Grand. Um, also, the uh, like I said earlier, what did I say earlier? Park MGM. Uh, Paris Hotel. Again, they're still renovating it, but center strip location. And if you're looking to go downtown, this is actually a very fun option, uh, but it could be a little bit weird. So it's more of like a bachelor or a bachelorette situation. But if you feel like sharing a room with other people... Not a problem. Uh, they have the Bunk Suite, which is at the Circa Hotel and Casino. Very, very unique option, uh, which is actually a hotel room. It's a suite decked out as bunk beds. They actually have bunk beds inside of their hotel, which is so weird, but such a great idea because many hotels, like the most people you can fit like in one room is going to be like four because you have two people to a bed, two queen beds. That's it. At the most, you can have maybe seven people for that third wheel that's in your group, but... 
Again, that's a really great option uh, to book the bunk suite. But again, more of like a bachelor or bachelorette situation, maybe not for couples. But hey, if you guys like to swing, go ahead. You have a whole room to yourselves. But again, be conscious of other people's budgets when it comes to hotels, especially. And again, if, if anything, that's the biggest thing to budget for is the hotel rooms. Just because, again, you're all going to want to stay in the same place. You all want to go hang out in each other's rooms, especially if you're going out before dinner. You do kind of want to be in the same place just because it helps sort of logistic wise because some people are very bad at answering the phone, but try to find a place that is good for everybody and just, you know, talk it out. Be very upfront with, hey, this is where I want to stay. This is what I'm working with. And again, it can be hard to sort of bring that up, but all you got to say is like, hey, like I don't want to stay there. I, I don't, I can't do that. But if you do want to have a special night with your spouse, that leads me into my next topic, uh, which is. It's okay to take a day or a time in the day to be with just you and your partner. You don't have to spend all day with each other. You can say, hey, I want to spend tonight, especially if you're here for multiple nights, let's just say three nights. I want to spend tonight with my wife. I want to spend tonight with my husband or my girlfriend or your partner or whatever. And go ahead and take that night to yourself or take you know, the daytime to yourself. It is important though because you are still on a group or in a group to hang out with the group at some point during that day, whether it be throughout the day at the pool or if you guys end up going to lunch or something. But if you do want to spend sort of the night alone, that's totally fine. But remember, this is sort of like where it's sort of the teeter-totter effect where you have to hang out with the group for a little bit because it's a group trip. But remember, you're on your vacation as well. So make sure to take some time for maybe you and your significant other, whether you want to spend time at the spa and then meet up with the rest of the group later in the evening. And especially if, you know, you let's just say that, let's just say the ladies in your group, um, we're, we're stereotyping now, um, want to go do like a spa day. And the like the guys want to go watch like the playoffs or, you know, because the playoffs are going on right now. And you guys want to have sort of like a split day. That's completely fine as well. Um, as long as, you know, everybody's sort of in agreement and everybody sort of knows where everybody's at, completely fine. Um, again, it's a couple's trip, but remember, you know, just open communication is very, very helpful. So just keep that in mind. But it is important to, if you're going to split up with your partner that day, to spend at least some part of that day with the group. So again, uh, you don't have to be, you know, chain to the hip, but just keep that in mind. That's a good sort of idea to have. But really great ideas to do are spa days. So spa days are great, especially for some of the hotels that have, um, you know, couples massages and that kind of thing, but it can get kind of pricey. So for those of you before you come to town, uh, couples massages can get very, very expensive. It can be like almost $400 uh, by the end of the day because you're looking at, you know, 200 that's actually kind of affordable to have a $200 massage. I know it's getting crazy. So a couple's massage certainly can be up to like the $350 to $400 range uh, once everything's said and done. So spa days can be kind of expensive. So depending on your group size, it's really important to know kind of what you're getting into while you go. So uh, this guide is actually going to be very similar to what my guide is for like bachelor parties. So number one, this is sort of my big thing is Try to plan at least one group activity in the day where you have a set plan of that you're going to meet somewhere because, again, it sort of outlines your day without having an actual itinerary. So this sort of gives you something to look forward to, to work to, not to work to, uh, but 
to make your way to throughout the evening or throughout the day. So whether it be dinner or you're going to have a pool day together or you're going to have a, a night out at some lounge, lounges are great for couples. I would highly recommend doing a lounge over a, like a hardcore nightclub if you are a couple. The big thing about nightclubs, especially if you're, if you're a nightclub goer, do your thing. But most of the time when a couple goes to a nightclub, it's always going to be too loud. It's never going to be, you know, ideal because you're going to want to talk to your other person. A lot of times you go to a nightclub because you're with a group, probably single, and you want to meet other single people. And that's and you don't want to have to do the conversation thing. You just want to sort of dance or drink or whatever and just let, like kind of inhibitions, inhibitions go. But the cool thing about lounges is, is that you can hang out, have a drink, talk to your significant other, talk to the other people in your group, and just really just relax and have a good time. So highly recommend lounges for groups. It's also great because it's really easy to split checks at lounges. Much, much harder to like split a check like in a nightclub because it's loud, a lot of things going on. And also very expensive. It can be very, very pricey to have drinks in a nightclub, obviously, if you don't have a table. And even if you have a table, it's really hard to talk at a table. Um, I've had tables before back in my concierge days, and honestly, unless you get really used to yelling at somebody, nightclubs are not great for couples. So highly recommend lounges are really great options. So um, it's not like one of my favorites, but uh, Easy's, Easy Donut Speakeasy is really great for that because they have live music, but they also have a lounge atmosphere. The place I talked about earlier, which was Wakuda, really great lounge, absolutely fantastic. You're not going to be doing lots of dancing in these lounges, mind you, but they are great places for groups to sort of congregate, listen to music, have that Vegas feel, but without actually having to go through the entire, like, pay a cover charge. Then you have to wait in line. You have to get dressed up in uncomfortable shoes if you don't want them. And this is sort of a way to sort of alleviate that. It lets you dress up, makes you feel like you're going out for an occasion, but, you know, not too, too aggressive. So, uh, again, Wakuda's great. Also... Uh, the Electra Bar, which is Electra Lounge, which is over at the Palazzo as well. Absolutely fantastic. I actually took my brother and his uh, friend who was getting married, uh, remarried, and that was sort of like the after party. It was just because they played really great hip-hop music. You can dance. They have good cocktails. Again, it can be pricey because it's like a cocktail bar. But they have everything for kind of everybody at that point. Um, you can get a lounge, you know, a lounge chair or lounge area for a uh, table minimum, which is typically between like, honestly, it's going to be between like five and a thousand dollars, just because again you're taking up space in the in the casino, and obviously, the um, weekends can be a little bit expensive. But it was great. So again, lounges are really really great for that. But again, try to have something planned. Just at least one activity, just because it gets you guys back on track to what you need to be doing because it can get crazy, but you want to have something planned to do. So um, that's the lounges. Uh, the pool days are actually really, really fun. And especially for the pools at the hotels, if you can get, you know, a group of your friends together, let's just say, you know, six people and you want to get like a cabana, that's actually a really great option because the cabanas are really easy to sort of figure out and get the ba most bang for your buck. You're taking in, you know, the great weather. You can be outside where it's social, but again, you still have your space for your own group. And pools are great for that, just so you have a rundown of how the pools work. Most pools in Las Vegas will have cabana options. They'll have different, you know, 
different levels. You can do like a lounge chair, which is like for a single or a couple. Uh, then you have a day bed, which day beds are okay if you are two couples. So that's four people total because it's sort of much sort of it's like a king size bed. So it basically fits up to four people essentially comes with an umbrella. But if you have any more than four people, I would recommend, and this is actually because that's the capacity, anything more than four people, I would recommend a cabana. It comes with shade. It usually comes with a server, obviously, and they usually come with an area to put your stuff. It also comes with a refrigerator. It usually comes with a TV inside, a fan, the whole bit. And it's really great for groups because you can just lounge out, hang out, and you're there all day. And that's the great thing about cabanas is that it's yours for the entire day. So how does it work pricing-wise? So pricing-wise for cabanas, they do charge uh, upfront. So let's just say, for example, your cabana is uh, $1,000. So we're just using an abstract number. So your cabana is $1,000. Typically, half of it has to be paid upfront, and then the rest is obviously added on at the end. Uh, actually, I'm, I want to sort of step back. I believe they do charge you the full amount ahead of time to hold it, uh, but... Just note that is a food and beverage minimum or a food and beverage credit, I should say. So actually, when you are buying the $1,000 cabana, you have $1,000 to spend in food and beverage. So nothing is added on to that. The only thing added on to that is going to be your auto gratuity, which is typically eight, uh, typically 20%. Sometimes it's 22 if you go to a day club. Uh, but at the regular pool, it's usually about 18 to 20%. Then you add the Nevada tax onto it, and that's what you get. So the idea is is to get it as close to $1,000 as possible. Like if you can get it to $950, awesome. Uh, right at $1,000, cool. If you go over $1,000, obviously you get paid or you get charged the extra that you go over the $1,000. But what does this food and beverage credit mean or what does it you know entail? So if it's $1,000 is the food and beverage, you can get drinks, you can get food, you can get bottle service if you want. That really gets you closer to $1,000 very, very fast. But that's the great part of it is you really see the bang for your buck and you can split it up, of course. Obviously, find the friend that who has the like really good credit card and you put it on their card. Usually, you can only put one card at a time. And then they typically only let you split up to three credit cards at a time. So just know it'll be on that one person's card for the rest of the day. So typically... It's going to be for that person who ever made the reservation, which usually has to be done a little bit in advance. You're having to look at, you know, I would say at least a month in advance if you could. You can do, you know, three months if you want. But uh, the prices do go up as they start losing capacity. It is a supply and demand situation. So just keep in mind, the closer you get to the date, it'll get more expensive. But cabanas at regular pools are absolutely fantastic. One of the, the most popular pools, I'll just sort of list these off as great group pool places to hang out at. Uh, the MGM Grand Pool Complex is absolutely fantastic. They have a lazy river. They have many different cabana options. I don't recommend the adult-only area. So this is sort of because I've walked it. I worked there for a minute. I don't recommend the adult area. It's sort of tucked in the back. It's very, very quiet. And when they say adult pool area, it's not very fun. I don't think it's very fun back there. It's very much in the corner. So you want something on the Lazy River, which is completely fine, or somewhere at the main pool area. So the main pool area is going to be like to the south, typically. That's where it is. So those pools are really great. So MGM Grand Lazy River is absolutely fantastic. One of the only Lazy Rivers in town. 
the other really great option is the Mandalay Beach pool complex or the Mandalay Bay Beach, which looks like it has a wave pool on it. It actually looks like a beach. And it's really, really fantastic. So highly recommend that place. Uh, I know a girl, Christy, who works as a server there. But it's a really cool pool. It's really big. It does have its own little lazy river. And it's really just very chill atmosphere. It's a huge complex. So lots of room to sort of spread out and have a good time. So what's also cool about the... Uh, the Mandalay Bay, is that they have Morea Beach Club, which Morea is their European-style pool, which is topless, which, again, this is a really big disclaimer to anybody who's thinking about going to a topless pool, especially if any of the ladies who are listening to this, and gentlemen, if you want to listen to this as well, you do not have to take your top off if you're over at the, uh, the topless pools. It just means you have the option to if you'd like. And the cool thing about these places is, one... Typically, it's a little less, you know, it sounds kind of funny, less creepy just because if you are a man having to go into a topless pool, it's usually more mature adults and you do have to pay to get in if you are a man. Usually like between 40 and 50 bucks if you're going to be going into Maria, which honestly is completely fine because you don't want a bunch of crazy people sort of hanging out in that area. Lots of couples go there. Just know lots of swingers also like to hang out at these places because for obvious reasons, it just comes with the territory. But the cool thing for you ladies is that it is free for you to go into a topless pool, obviously. Uh, but the fun thing about these are is that the minimums are actually a little bit lower at topless pools uh, compared to like day clubs, like Daylight, for example, or Marquee. And they typically have a DJ, which is always a really fun time. And a really good incentive to go to one of these pools. Uh, the pools themselves are actually quite small, so just keep that in mind. But they do have DJ music, which is always great. Uh, and I would highly recommend it for, you know, maybe a smaller group. A group of six is kind of crazy. And if your group is crazy enough that you also want to get topless, good for you. But just know that's the option over at Mandalay Bay. They have a very large pool. So that's a great option. Another great sort of like sort of sneaky fun option is the Paris has a really great pool. It's actually like a giant circle, which is actually fantastic. Uh, another really good, and again, most pool places, you have to kind of research in advance. So usually on the weekends, uh, if you're not going to get a cabana, you do have to, you do have to be staying at that hotel. Uh, they don't really let you in anymore if you're staying at an outside hotel trying to come to that pool. So just keep in mind, though, that if you are going to be staying at or wanting to go to any of these pools and you're renting a cabana, you do not have to be staying at the hotel because you're paying for that privilege. So that's a really great way to get into some of these pools is to pay for a cabana and you get service for the entire day. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential. Just letting you know about a new podcast that we have out. It's called Last Night in Vegas with me, Brian Ortega. Hopefully you're able to listen to it. Um, it'll be periodically put out throughout the week. And usually if I go out in the evening, you'll probably be hearing a podcast about how that night went. So make sure to check out our new podcast, Last Night in Vegas, presented by Neon Smoke Productions. Um, I think I covered pools enough now, now that you guys know where these pool parties are at, are these pools themselves. Um, again, those are just a few, uh, a very short list of pools to check out. But again, 
really great options is to do like a pool day, which is really fantastic. And also, you know, it's, it's, it's chill. So anyways, also moving on to dinners and shows. The thing is with shows, really hard to do a show with couples. Because again, you're, I'm not going to say you're wasting time, but if you're going to go to a show with a couple in a group, I would say you don't want to have more than like two couples, like you and another couple. That's it. Anything more than that, I would not recommend going to a show. Uh, just because, again, it's a long period of time. You can't talk to each other. You're really defeating the purpose of being in a group. You want to do things that are social. So really great thing to do is dinners. Dinners are absolutely fantastic. And if you are going to be doing dinners with your group, highly recommend doing things that are family style or tapas or shared plates. Shared plate experiences have become very, very popular in town. So a couple of places I would recommend for uh, groups or this sort of family style or tapas style dining uh, would be like Beauty and Essex is really known for this where it's really fun, very um, theatrical, a lot of entertainment and that's going to be over at the Cosmopolitan but Beauty and Essex is known for having really great group dining experiences so really really great option um, and also like not super duper expensive it could be but not too bad uh, also Mayfair Supper Club is really great they're really they're really good at catering to larger groups Again, it can be very expensive if you go over to Mayfair Supper Club because they have expensive stuff on the menu. But the cool thing is, is that they have tables that are set for larger groups. So think, you know, six, eight people. It's a large group for a lot of places, but a lot of places like Mayfair Supper Club, like Super Frico, like Delilah's, which Delilah's very expensive if you're going as a group, are made for you just because they do want those larger groups to come to those parties, but are come to those restaurants. But just note not to get too out of hand if you're going to be doing that. And when I say out of hand is ordering everything on the menu. You want to split things on the menu because it actually brings your costs down. So it might feel weird having to share with everybody, but that's the most efficient way to go do these experiences without actually having to spend an obscene amount of money. So things you kind of want to stay away from if you're doing, you know, some of these uh, group or these couple trips, I suppose, is you kind of want to stay away from places that are entrees just for you, especially for dinner, especially if it's expensive. So like steakhouses, that's an option where not everybody, you know, everybody's going to get their own meat. It just happens that way. Um, Italian happens this way as well. And it, uh, sushi actually is a sneaky good option, but we'll talk about sushi in a second. So try to stay away from steakhouses just because, again, the method of how things are served. But speaking of sushi, sushi is actually a really fun, really great option for groups because you can share things on that menu, which is absolutely fantastic. And I've yet to meet a place in Las Vegas that didn't have teriyaki chicken on the menu for those of you that don't like sushi like myself. So really great options for sushi sushi for sushi uh if you're on the higher you know the higher end of your budget morimoto is a great option because they have very large group dining options uh they have like this big giant like plethora of sushi and rolls and nigiri and shrimp um all in one op in one plate that you can just try uh also i would recommend sushi roku is a really great choice just because they do have larger group options and larger tables and again it sort of feels high-end because it actually is inside caesar's uh forum shops but has a great view of the strip which is fantastic but you know the service is actually very very good and you know it's not too obscene of pricing for maybe a group that is trying to watch their budget, which is completely fine. Uh, also, uh, 
Korean barbecue is very, very popular in town. One of the most popular Korean barbecues on the Las Vegas Strip would be Best Friend, which is actually, uh, I believe, Roy Choi is that restaurant. Um, I want to say that's correct. And that's a really fun option if you go in. They have this sort of like candy bar kind of looking thing, sort of like a candy shop. But when you walk to the back, it opens up to the restaurant. So again, that's another big thing. Uh, If you are in a group, again, try to be patient, which I have have trouble with this, but try to be patient with everybody because everyone moves sort of at different speeds. But again, try to be considerate at the same time if you are the slower person that, hey, we're trying to get somewhere, we're trying to go, we're trying to get ready. Just know you will almost always be late. So you're always going to be pushing people. You're always going to be saying, hey, guys, we need to go here, we need to go there. That's why I always recommend only one planned activity, one planned activity, because you have multiple activities, you're going to be late your entire trip. So one activity, because then it lets, you know, the guys know what time they have to be back to get in the shower and get ready. And it also lets the ladies sort of get ready for their night, which, you know, depending on the woman uh, or the man, uh, can take quite a while sometimes. They have to do their hair, they have to do their makeup. It's a whole sort of situation. And again, you might only have like one or two bathrooms to do this in with, you know, six people. So again, try to only have one plan activity. Try to do an activity together at least once on your trip and just be considerate of everybody's budgets while you're in town. But again, if you want to have a night with your spouse, feel free to do that. If you need to book an extra night to be able to, if you think it's what you need to squeeze that in, go ahead, do it. It's still your vacation. Just because you're a group, you're a couple. And again, your your priority should always be to your person, which most people who are in relationships know that already. But just know that it doesn't change just because you're now on vacation with all of your friends. So it can always feel like, hey, I need to do group first. Always think about your spouse or your partner first, and then everything will follow. But again, you're on vacation. Make the most out of it if you're coming to town as a couple. So hopefully there were some good pointers in there. Hopefully that kind of gave some good recommendations for groups. Um, Again, I think one of the best things you can do as a group is a night out at a lounge and hanging out at the pool is a real, again, it sounds very, very silly. And for the longest time I was like, how can you just go to Vegas and hang by the pool all day? If you're single, yeah, I I agree with that. Like, why would you just hang out the pool all day? Go do fun stuff, go gamble, do something. But as a couple and you might have kids or something, a relaxing pool day is actually totally worth it. And I totally get it because you don't get to do it all the time. So um, kudos to like pool days for sure. But yeah, uh, and then also dinners are always a great place to sort of congregate and sort of like get the night started or meeting for breakfast. Places like New York, New York's American uh, Cafe, absolutely fantastic. If you want to do brunch at like Sedell's, also a great option. Brunches are great because they sort of spend the whole day doing an activity. But, oh my goodness, I totally forgot doing a brunch. So yeah, so you should certainly do brunch. Brunches are fantastic for group activities because you can drink, you can eat, party, whatever you want. So really great brunch options for those of you that are going to be on the strip. So for brunch, if you're trying to do something very, you know, very classy style brunch, you can do uh, Sedell's, which that's over at the Bellagio where the Botanical Garden is, really great. And you can also do one of my personal favorites, super, super fun, is the Lavo Brunch, which the Lavo Brunches, which is typically on Saturdays, I believe, get super wild. It's basically a nightclub in the daytime at 11 o'clock in the morning, and it goes all day. It's just a party. 
People are dancing on tables. There's food everywhere. No, food everywhere. Um, they have mimosas, bellinis, and they have regular drinks as well. Uh, and it's a really great, fun sort of atmosphere. So double check when that is because it's usually in the winter time. But um, they do tend to still do the party brunch. Uh, the only thing, the reason that I know that they may not be doing it right now is because they have their Tau Beach Club, which for those of you wondering, if you're looking for a place to make your bottle service reservations, definitely check out Elliot Aylman. That's my boy. Um, he is absolutely fantastic. Um, he can do everything for Hakkasan Group, which includes uh, Hakkasan Nightclub itself, Tau. Uh, you can also do Tau Beach, of course. Uh, give me one second. I'm actually going to give you his at right now because he's absolutely fantastic. So if you want to message him, he's Elliot.Aylman. It's Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T dot A-L-E-M-A-N. And he is a fantastic nightclub host um, who works for Hakkasan Group, Tau Group, uh, all that good stuff. So he's absolutely fantastic. If you're looking to book a nightclub uh, nightclub uh, table or a day club cabana or day bed, he is the guy to do it. So again, shout out to Elliot. So anyways... That was the pod for today. It kind of went a little bit long, I think, but hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, I enjoyed doing it uh, because it kind of just sort of made me think about, you know, my brother and how his group was going to tackle this uh, endeavor. But uh, yeah, again, uh, if I have any other sort of ideas, I'll sort of try, try to throw them up on the uh, the good old gram. But if you do want to follow us for all of our reels, make sure you check us out at ConciergeConfidential underscore LV on Instagram. You can also check us out on TikTok, which is at Keys to Vegas. You can also check us out on our YouTube page, which is just Concierge Confidential for all of our latest reels. So hopefully I'll be back in later in the week talking about Last Night in Vegas with a new a new spot that I'm going to be checking out. And yeah, that's it for the episode. So again, hopefully you enjoyed. If you do see anything in Las Vegas that you like or you want to, you know, experience more of, do it. Hope you love it. But remember, when you do, keep it confidential. Yeah.